Woo, technical limitations be damned. We're back doing the thing. Yay! I'm Corey. Who are you, Craig? I'm Nancy. We're doing a thing today. We are doing a thing today. Another I'm thing, glad we're doing thing. a thing. I need to talk and about some things. It's been a busy week of things, too. Tired week of things. You, you don't have to tell me. Work's been crazy. I've been held up in my room for over 24 hours. Yeah, so. but Mario Maker. Yay, Maker. Anyway, we got bunches of stuff to talk about today, and we're trying some new things out. Yes, we are trying some new things out. You can think of this as Thing 2.0. Well, let's say we're out of alpha, we're in beta. Okay. <laughs> this isn't thing a 2.0. 2.0 would be us upgrading. We haven't even gotten decent graphics yet. <laughs> I'm working on it, okay? Yeah, my artiste, where you at? You knew, you know what I've been up to the past couple of days. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. So yeah, speaking of the last couple of days... We've got some news. Oh, I see. Actually, that's how you were doing. How's your tummy? Oh, it's awful. I'm on so much ibuprofen, and I'm on a liquid diet. For an upset stomach, they give you something that can hurt your liver. Don't you? Yep, isn't that, isn't that funny? But, I mean, I'm not having any alcohol, so... Boo. I mean, my stomach would not appreciate that, so... No balls. No. Trust me, it's not worth it. <laughs> with, with how I've been feeling, the last thing I want to do is to amplify that by any means i'm trying to make it so i can at least be somewhat around humans tomorrow i understand i understand yeah. how you been you know what we had some friends in town got to meet some friends friends <laughs> um my wife's best friend was in town is in town currently his boyfriend was in town over the weekend with us uh, he actually left today and got to meet him for the first time been a fun time went to a little brewery local little place about 10 minutes from where i live had some good beers some really good food holy crap that reuben was good the food oh looked God. great you understand that pretzel was like five pounds ten pounds of pretzel and that That's beer cheese that mustard that mustard was so good I still have it's dreams about that mustard. Like, my mouth is watering thinking about this German-style mustard they had. It was so good. It's so hard to find a good mustard these days, too, so... We're gonna have to check that one out. I've added it to a list of places to go. There's apparently another one that's, like, a right across the street from the Walmart that's up there by the freeway by the house. The closer of the two Walmarts. The oh, one I nice. Don't like. There's another little brewery over there, they said. That was my week. That sounds like a better week than Joni I've had. Oh, yeah. So, welcome to what we're going to affectionately dub the tech thing. Play cheesy mm. music if you want. We don't have it. We're not that big budget yet. <laughs> we're, but Joni we're Ive, the iconic designer who designed Apple's look for products. If you've ever seen an Apple product video and noticed a bald guy with a British accent, that is the man we're talking about. He's leaving Apple after 30 years to start his own designing firm that will work closely with its first client, who is... Guesses? Ooh. Um... I'm not sure. It's Apple. Oh, yeah, Apple. <laughs> so... Yeah, Joni Ive is leaving Apple to work with this new design company that he's forming to work on Apple products. Well, I mean, I can to see be how he's going to make so much more money doing that. Yeah, so... Because you can charge him a butt-ton more. Things we can attribute to Joni Ive that Apple has reduced, has put out, has been the iMac. He designed the original and every generation of iMac, the iPhone, the iPod. And if you remember talking about, if you remember years ago with Apple talking about their new headquarters, the spaceship looking thing that they were building? Yes. He designed that. 
Oh, so he's had his hands in Apple's everything for the longest of times. Correct. His new company is now called Love. All one word, capital F and form. Wow. If that if that isn't the most hipster name I've heard in so, a long time. Reading his short statement, after nearly 30 years of countless projects, I am proud of the lasting work we have done to create a design team, process, and culture at Apple that is without peer. Today, it is stronger, more vibrant, and more talented than at any point in Apple's history. The team will certainly thrive under the excellent leadership of Evans, Allen, and Jeff, the three whitest names I could think of, who have been among <laughs> my closest collaborators. I have the utmost confidence in my designer colleagues at Apple who remain my closest friends, and I look forward to working with them for many years to come. Real quickly, designer colleagues, is that as opposed to regular colleagues, you know, they're the fashion style? No, designer colleagues is in like, were you- Like, are they the coach purse of colleagues? <laughs> Maybe. Are I they was the Prada shoes more... of colleagues? Uh -huh, uh -huh. The Pugatti actually... Veyron of colleagues? About the, the Gucci's. You can't forget the Gucci. That's what everyone's on right now. But I think oh, it's yeah, actually man. more, you know, like designer babies where it's like they've been like molded. Oh, yeah. Selectively breeded. Got it. Yeah. They've been doing this for a long time. So they've all been bred for this exact purpose. So Apple are Nazis confirmed? I mean, we all knew that. Good point. Huh. Moral of the story. Good job, Joni Ive. You left the evil umbrella of Apple Apple, and I say this every time I think of Apple, I could care less. Yep, doesn't affect me at all in the slightest. I don't I don't Speaking care. Speaking quick over on tech news, did you hear that the new S10, or the new Galaxy Note 10 Plus is ditching the headphone jack? No. Yeah, Samsung's finally ditching the headphone jack. I saw, I think Linus brought that up on the WAN show last week on Linus Media. Um, Linus Tech Tips channel, you can check it out. He does a weekly tech news podcast. Um, but he had mentioned, I believe, on the on the WAN show that, yeah, they're killing the headphone jack. I'm sad. I can't but Why? I, I don't really use my headphone jack anymore. But I do. I use my headphone jack every day because I have a really old car that doesn't yeah, and now support it's gonna Bluetooth. Be, well, I guess now you're going to have to buy a new car. I mean, yeah. I have to buy a new car to support my own lifestyle. Do you see what they're doing to me? Yeah, they're killing it off. Killing it off. You just buy a Bluetooth speaker and like some double-sided tape on the car and it'll be good. I have I have actually done that once when I was driving a Honda Civic that didn't have an auxiliary port either and I refused to listen to the radio. So I got a Bluetooth speaker and I would just Bluetooth to the speaker while I was driving. It to worked be fair, until I hit 80 on the freeway. Yeah. To be fair, radio where we live sucks anyway. Yeah. Except for our sports radio. Shout out local sports radio stations. They actually know where it's at. They're more entertaining than the other stations by far. Well, I mean, like, they, I think it's just because they're local, they don't care, and they just rock that. And I aspire to be that level of awesome. Yeah. So, I got more tech news for our little tech news thing here. What you got? So, we've got a startup out there that's packing up this article comes from cnet um there's an article here that's talking about a startup company and they were able to put all 16 gigabytes of wikipedia's english language servers onto dna strands to demonstrate a new way of storing the technology and i find this fascinating um to think about the fact that computer storage has gone from being wires and magnets to to platters and disks that write on trays, to the way SSDs and memory chips, to even flash drives. And now we're going to have DNA storage. So begs my first question of if we can store info on it, can we integrate that info into our own DNA? Would be my question. Designer babies. <laughs> yeah, really, it would go into designer babies because if they could do that, I mean, to be fair, this is really cool. Oh no, this is this is fantastic and I like that no one like really was just like, "Eh, why do we need to do this?" They're like, "Cuz we're going to." Like 
So they can record four megabits per second right into DNA. Optimizations can triple that rate, letting people record 125 gigabytes in a day. That's so impressive. That's this is this is fascinating. Right? I mean, and it's it's cool to me too, because if they're able to really get like like the human language and like let's say we put it in a designer baby does that mean that that baby can like speak english now like well, that's a good question i I've, i'm thinking this is more gonna i mean i make the joke of making designer babies and dnas but i don't think it's going to be anything given to be one of ours you know i don't think it's gonna be compatible one with our dna it might be but I don't, I honestly, I, what they're trying to do this for is to be able to get rid of like flash memory and things like that and saying that this is the future and that in 25 years, you're not going to be able to plug that USB drive in anymore. So no more audio jacks, no more USB drives, losing yeah. it all. Yeah, it's cool. But I mean, yeah, if 25 years in the future, if we don't have USB, I understand why it'd be like 25 years in the past. Yeah, but that's at least enough time to change, I think. Like, as opposed to just like, hey, guess what? We're taking this away from you now. Good luck. Bye. Yeah, right. So, hey, hey, see this? See this? See? See your USBs? Yeah, now, tomorrow, they're gone. You can't use them. All of your ports no longer work. That would suck, by the way. That would, I would be so upset because that means that, like, the headphones I'm looking at purchasing wouldn't work on my laptop. I can't use my Bluetooth mouse anymore. I would be so grumpy. Yeah, I couldn't use my wireless mouse anymore. I couldn't use my headset. That would suck. Yeah. No, we've moved into the dongle world, though. So, I mean, you know, as it is now, USB hub into on a modern laptop into a USB-C or a Thunderbolt port on the Mac. And you plug it in, and then you have your B-hubs all over the place. And that's the society that Apple has pushed us toward. <sighs> Man, Apple's just ruining everything. Yep, and I am blaming it 100% on Apple. Yep. Hashtag blame Apple. I mean, I can't blame Apple about the next thing I'm going to talk about to wrap up our tech news segment. Yeah. Because it's not their fault. Oh, no. Oh, good. It's working. I thought it had frozen. So oh, no. <laughs> it used to. Okay. Um, so Commodore is bringing back the Commodore 60. Ooh, as like a re-release? Like the full size ones coming back, yes. And if you give me a moment, I can repull up the the article because I closed it by mistake. But yeah, Jeez, the full man, size. <laughs> that's right. No, blame computer lag. They are trying to close that last page. I don't have the article. Ah. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, they're bringing back the Commodore sixty four. Um. It's another example of things we never asked for that we really don't need. But then um, now we're going to get Attack of the Mutant Camels. Yeah. <laughs> They've already released the Commodore 64 Mini a few years ago, and it failed. Um, I do like that they're going to give it some modern enhancements like HDMI output and pre-installed titles like California games. Ooh. Um, Boulder Dash. I think this is so dumb. It's coming in December. I don't know who this is for. Who sits yeah. here today and really wants to go back and boot into a fully functional basic computer and be able to play a compatibility mode for the VIC 20? Who really wants to do that outside of like niche tech YouTubers? I mean, like LGR comes to mind. That's that's really just going to be that. Or someone like me who's probably going to end up buying it to re to just kindle their love of programming and basic again. But I, <laughs> I'm probably not going to buy this thing. No, anyway, the pre-orders are up right now. If you want to pre-order it, how much is it going for? Don't know. Let's find out. Let's see. Full-size C64 pre-order releases on what? 157 days left to pre-order releases on 512.19. It's 110 bucks. Cool. 
Key features connects to a 720p TV or monitor via, an H- via HDMI for a stunning HD experience. Choose from various display options, including a CRT filter. Save your progress at any time. Via USB, add your own games and programs with a little star. USB memory stick required, but not supplied. Oh, yay, so you have it to... functions like an original C64, VIC-20 computer, or play any of the included 64 games in the game's carousel. So, bring your own storage, guys. UIOS. So, is it out, or is it pre-ordered? Because it says release date's 5-12-19. No, it, I think the article you're looking at I'm on their website. I know. Um, For their website, I do believe it's all European-based because I was looking at pounds. Right. And everywhere else but the United States puts month, day, year, or day, month, year, instead of month, day, year, like we do. So it's coming out December 5th. Yeah, December 5th, 19. I got you, homie. I'm tired. (laughs) That's okay. It's been a it's been a week. So yeah. This is a thing that's coming. Yeah, if that's something you're into, it's coming your way. Yeah. Kinda like this next segment. If this is something you're into. Oh goodness. Welcome to where a thing gets political. Dun dun dun. Yeah. So now it's and for a political thing. Yay, political thing. Because Bernie Sanders has Twitch now, guys. <laughs> so, according to CNET, uh, Bernie Sanders has made a Twitch channel and is also one of the first presidential candidates to have any type of video game streaming presence. Um, but he's not streaming videos, but (laughs) it is planned. It looks like, and what a time to be alive. I have one question. Mm -hmm. Just one. Is he going to redistribute anything he's given through subscriptions to, you know, the people? I mean, I guess we're going to find out unless he's using it to fund his presidential campaign. Yes. The answer is no. It's great for him to do this. He's going to reach his audience. He's going to reach an audience that would not have ever even looked to see who Bernie Sanders was. But honestly, I don't think a lot of gamers really give a shit. Oh, no. Like, the people who are using Twitch are using it to avoid seeing things like Bernie Sanders. And now he's coming up, snatching your kids. Hide your kids, hide your wife. He's Bernie's on Twitch now. But hey... Go figure. Only in capitalism would you have a presidential candidate signing up for a profile on a website that streams out to people to watch people play products that they've already purchased. And let those people purchase the ability to get emojis from these people. Capitalism. Thanks to the bits. Thank you, bits. Yes. Capitalism. So good to see Bernie embrace capitalism. Because <laughs> he's so against it. Right. Yeah, but he is, and that's what's funny to me. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, he's against that's... it, but he's made his money off of it. He's talked about his book off of it and how he made the money on capitalism. And if you want that kind of money, you should write a good book. Yeah, you should. He's not wrong. Right. But practice what you preach, I guess. <laughs> but that's against everything he's running on. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to get I... too political on that. Yeah, the next I think thing I'll just is what it. I'm going to get political on. Yo, me too. But I'll just close this out by saying that right now he has 1,700 followers, and he's only following the Washington Post on Twitch. So take that as you will. Why does that not surprise me? I don't know. I don't know. But Almost like what I'm about to say right now over everything, and I'm not even going to finish this out. Fuck San Francisco. That's the best way to start. Because <laughs> San Francisco... Bans the sale of Juul and other e-cigarettes. Yeah, because flavored could make kids want to smoke, but y'all want to lower the voting age to 16. Yeah, so please so please tell me how... 
how and why San Francisco? Like why this is doesn't San Francisco have a homeless problem and their homeless people shit on the Yes, they have a huge homeless problem going Don't on. they have a problem with a bunch of heroin? Yeah. You can say that. So why are we banning vaping when there's issues like that in the street? So prominent. So I did a little bit more research on this. Um and it turns out that the reason that they're banning it is to kind of kick the FDA in the pants to start to review e-cigarettes and other vapor products, because um, apparently it's just something that they've been sitting on. Um, so they're trying to pass this legislation to encourage the FDA to finally get them, at least FDA, like, not certified or approved, They're already FDA approved. Like, the FDA already regulates it. So, so it's that's that's not everything that you purchase on it is regulated by the FDA. Why do you think vape shops so many vape shops closed so long ago? Why do you think you can't taste juice for free in vape shops anymore? Those are all FDA regulations. Yep, FDA gate. For I've sure. been following these things for a long time since I even since I started vaping about five six years ago now. And regulations have helped the industry where juice and mod prices have gone down from the FDA on maintaining that only certain things can go into e-juices and you can't have anything in the world in them you want. You have to be FDA licensed to sell e-juices. No, the ban in San Francisco is to discourage youth smoking because vaping tastes good. It's the same reason you can't buy clove cigarettes or flavored cigarettes other than menthols in the United States because Obama banned those for the fact that kids smoked. Guys, kids, kids are gonna, are gonna smoke. at the end of the day, and that's my argument towards it too. Is that like if a kid and is this already makes like them want smoking, to do it more. Trust me. Yeah, the second you're like, I wanted to do everything I was not allowed to do. I got way more drunk than I ever do now. Ever since I before I turned twenty one to after I turned twenty one, I got drunk more before than after. Right. I started smoking cigarettes at 14 years old because it was a thing I was not allowed to do. It's not going to stop them. It's stupid. It's, it's pointless. You're saving face with people. Work on your homeless population. Work on your drug problems. Work on other things in your city. Banning a source of income for a company and hurting consumers who are looking for this as an active way to kick big tobacco in the pants is dumb. And this is directly bought by the pockets of big tobacco. Why California, if you don't like it, write your senator so that way when she's not busy running for president, she might be able to fight for your rights. Right. And like one thing I'll also add too is just like like we all know like kids are going to smoke. Kids are going to do a whole bunch of things, but if I'm being totally honest, if I if I see a kid smoking a jewel or using a vape, even though, like, any type of, like, self, like, like a good vape shop won't sell to minors. Um, and they have very no. strict rules, like, around that type of thing. So, if I that's the case, infant. it's probably, like, the parents. I have an infant um, son. Because he's not walking, he can go into the vape The minute he starts walking, he is no longer allowed in that shop. To and that is the rule that the vape shop said that that's what it is. Because he's in a carrier and can't do anything. The minute right. he starts walking, nope. Yep. So there's there's a ban on that in all vape shops. But if I see a kid smoking a jewel or a vape, I'd much rather than that than a cigarette. Sorry, oh, not sorry. Right. No, you're exactly right. Like it's gonna have like everyone's like, well, we don't know what it's capable of yet, and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, and we know what cigarettes do, and we know that vapor products help people quit smoking, and like, yeah, they taste good, but they don't have nearly the same amount of like carcinogens in them as a cigarette does. So, hey, hey. hey Nancy. Yeah. Listen real carefully. You ready? Uh -huh. You hear that? Do. You know what that was? Is that your vape? Me telling San Francisco to suck a dick. <laughs> oh, I heard it. it. It was just a quick like glimpse in the wind, like. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's the guy on the hill in the back where you can't hear him at the end of every conversation that needs it. And he just goes, instead of that's what she says, it's the 
suck a dick guy. Perfect. God, San Francisco, you're so bass backwards. Can't even keep your teams in the city. The 49ers don't even play in San Francisco anymore. <laughs> they play in Irvine. <laughs> or they play a little bit down the road, not in Irvine, but they play down the road more. Yeah, everyone's trying to get out as best they can. Um, uh, I'll make you guys a deal, though, okay? I'll make a deal with anyone who wants to on this. If you want to lower the voting age to 16, then you can't ban any of this shit. Yeah, if you think they're old if enough the to vote, they're is old enough to put whatever they want in their bodies. Body is still developing, and that we need to protect you from this, and therefore you're not allowed to do this until X age because it's you know you're not you're not responsible enough at 18 to make those decisions. Then you're not responsible enough at 16 to cast an election for president. It's that easy. I also view it as the fact of if you're allowed the right to vote at 16, then you should be allowed the right to be in the military at 16. Yeah. But you know, that's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna ban this, you need to ban everything. Ban the cigarettes, ban the alcohol, ban it all. Be a prohibition town. Right. Just trust me, vapors are writing their congressman. I would be too. Yep, if that affected me, I definitely would. You know who else but you know, and I say write your congressman because that brings me a great way to get into our next topic. Before I get even angrier at San Francisco. What you got? So this is our last thing in a little political spin of the week. Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony formally sent a, f- a letter jointly to the Trump administration about the, chari- uh, about the tariffs on China and how it will hurt the gaming industry and those costs will be effectively passed on to the gamers and are respectfully asking them to reevaluate this. I'm glad someone's looking out for us. Because and this is a big, huge move because this has never happened before. These three have never gotten together and signed something. And they've never agreed on anything. This is the first time them, they've all three agreed for something. Yeah, so for them to be like, okay, we're going to set aside our differences. This This needs to stop. Like, they all put their egos aside to look out for us, the little people, the gamers, to make sure that we're also getting treated fairly because. These tariffs are ridiculous. I mean, the tariffs are done to make you want to buy a. So, I mean, I understand the reason of it, but you got to think all of this money that's tariff. It's going to reflect from our pockets. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm really glad I bought my switch before any of this happens. Me too. But But it's still one of those where. It's not, it's not ideal. Like a 20, uh, it would be a 25% tariff on the consoles. So that would yeah. really like an extra 25%. And it's not like consoles are cheap anyway. You know what I mean? So like, we're already spending like hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And like, at the end of the day, like, we're not buying them directly from China. Like we still go to like Best Buy or GameStop and like, you know, purchase those there like even amazon like we still make our purchases and like i understand that's Mm -hmm. not how the tariff works but it's like we're still going and purchasing so what you're doing is like if you're creating a 25 percent increase then you're making it unattainable for a whole bunch more people that are already like trying to like scrape together to save to get the console and then if you add that extra charge on it then they're just not going to buy it and then all the money that gets handled in terms of like the games and all the equipment and like the places they go to shop to get those, it's not going to work. Yeah. I mean, things like this are what would drive places like GameStop out of business. Besides all of GameStop's poor on the, I mean, on everything. <laughs> yes, but at least GameStop's one of the respect, one of the few places you can actually buy used games in decent condition. You ever try and buy a used game from Walmart? They sell them. I didn't know that, and I'm scared. You should be. I've heard some horror stories. But at least GameStop resurfaces their discs, etc. for the disc-based games, and cartridge-based games don't really need much of that, but they make sure the card contacts work, and the one thing they tell you is, you know, you have seven days. If it doesn't work, bring it back. Yep. 
But yeah, these tariffs are going to kill, are going to hurt gamers because less people are going to buy consoles. You're going to have the people who scrimp and save for these consoles for, you know, for years or months. And when the price goes up, they have to save more. And at that point, they're going to be less interested in it. And that's not yeah. true for every gamer. You're going to have people like, well, some of the people we both know who will go buy them on launch day, no matter what the price. Yeah. They will throw all of their money at it. Like, that's well, not going to change Some of it. them will probably buy two or three of them and flip two or three of them. Yeah. But, point is, good move, Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony. Thanks for looking and out for us. Thanks for looking out for the little people. I won't make a political statement about Trump. <laughs> I'd say that's a safe thing to do on the internet. So, Let's move on to something happy and talk about some vidigamness. So, so games and things? Vidigamness, yeah, games and things. That's actually what we're going to title this is games and things. <sighs> so. Because you can't pronounce vidigamness. Vidigamness. Yeah, it's a little. See, it oh. works. Perfect segment name. Anyway, before we get to the main meat of what we're actually going to talk about here on our videos games, we're going to talk about two 3v3 fighters that are coming out. One for your phone, and one not for your phone. Let's do phone one first. Pokemon Masters got some gameplay and release info revealed. It's coming soonish. 3v3 fighter where you get to pick your team of former trainers in the Pokemon worlds like Red and his Pikachu or Brock and his Geodude or Misty and her Staryu. And you take your team and fight others 3v3. Woo, so it's like Pokemon the cartoon, the game on your phone. It's like Dragon Ball Legends with Pokemon. Also a fair. I'm sorry, Brock was Onyx, not Geodude. And See? Red's Charizard.Pikachu. I actually didn't scroll down the article. I was just Assuming. I'm sorry, it'd be Ash and Pikachu. My bad. My bad. But Ash isn't in here because he's not in the games. Fuck Ash. Worst trainer ever. <laughs> he's going to catch them all. Only catches like 43. He catches them and then leaves them all with them or lets them go. And then, yeah, his Pikachu should be like the strongest Pokemon in the world, but it always gets its ass kicked in the first time it meets a new Pokemon from the region because, you know, power scaling. Yeah. But yeah, Pokemon Masters, coming soon. What'd you think? You gonna play it, Nancy? I mean, probably not. Like, just because... I mean, I Pokemon Go on my phone. We've got Harry Potter Go. And then... I just... I can't spend that much time on my phone. And if I'm gonna play a Pokemon game, I'm gonna start with Pokemon Shield. That's right, so, yeah. So, maybe I'll see how I like Pokemon after Pokemon Shield. And then maybe come back to this. But... Right now, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah, I mean, they're two completely different things. Let me Pokemon at my own speed. Just letting you know, they are two completely different things. I'm going to give it a shot because it's Pokemon. I didn't like the other Pokemon Battler they released, so we'll try this one out. What's the harm? Pokemon Shuffle is a good game, though. You should get Pokemon Shuffle. You like puzzle games, right? I love puzzle games. Yeah, Pokemon Shuffle. It's a match three game. I like to use my noodle. So. From one 3v3 fighter to the next. OPM, One Punch Man, 3v3 fighting game. Let me ask one question and one question all, because I know everybody wants to know. Fights will last longer than One Punch. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're staying true to One Punch Man's name, I would hope no. I really hope Saitama's just the final boss and just hit beats you in one punch every time. So far, they've revealed in the trailer some of the characters, of course, are One Punch Man himself, which I hate the fact that Polygon in this article refers to him as One Punch Man the whole time when his name is actually no, Saitama. <laughs> like, he's no, Saitama. He he's not One Punch Man. He doesn't never refers to himself as One Punch Man. He is Saitama. And it says, so... All right, screw it. I'm going to have some fun here. So the Polygon art article... It reading some of it, it's talking about the style seems to be following the trend of other anime fighting games, Dragon Ball Fighters and My Hero Academia's Brawler, which they don't even actually, you know, 
One's Justice is the name of that. You know, you could actually give us the full name. Um, so it's Bandai no, Namco no. doing this, which is great. Um, so, yeah. However, so I'm reading some of this. It says, however, One Punch Man is seen attacking his partner, Genos, with multiple hits like a standard fighting game. There are two things wrong with that sentence. And I've already bitched about one of them. The fact that his name isn't One Punch Man. Yeah, and Zenos, Genos isn't his partner. Genos is his disciple. Oh, not even doing your research before posting an article. Other Come characters on, across man. the series are revealed in the trailer, like the lightning fast ninja speed of Sound Sonic and Moomin Rider, a character who's as strong as the average man and rides a bicycle, which is true. Um, so I got that right. They're making it sound like these other characters across the series, there's this grand, vast lore to pull from, like Dragon Ball has, or others have. No, there's really not. There's two seasons of the anime. And the second oh, yeah. season isn't even done yet. There's a bunch of manga, but we'll see. Um, what really doesn't have me excited about this, though, is the fact that it's being done by the studio that did Jump Force, because Jump Force was not that good. Mm. So we'll have to hope and keep our fingers crossed. Wait and see. Hopefully they don't mess it up too bad. Right. That's exactly it. So last bit of news to talk about is a game came out this week. Oh, yes. And we've been having such fun with this game. <sighs> Mario Maker 2 released. And my oh my is it. The Mario Maker itch I needed. Oh, it's been so much fun to play. I put some I put some hours into it today, just trying to uh, get my platforming skill level to okay. I died a lot. It. <laughs> so I've played a couple of interesting levels on here. Definitely the fact that they've added effects, the fact that you can change the music to have the GameCube sound is awesome. I love Delfino Plaza, and I actually played a level that was themed off of Delfino Plaza. I was um, looking at that one. I did one that was based off of like a Super Metroid inspired level, which was really freaking cool. Um, and then of course your building levels, and the fact that they've in included the new style of Super Mario 3D World in here is awesome, because that adds so many mechanics. For example, I am actually building a kart racing level currently. See, and I've been having fun playing the ones where I get to be Cat Mario and climbing up a whole bunch of stuff I shouldn't be climbing up. See, the only thing I don't like about the 3D world being in there is that it's not truly in 3D. It's still side-scrolling, but I get it. So it's just the mechanics of that game. Yeah, like, Mario Maker is already such an expansive game, and, like, I actually watched a video of... Uh, People making computers in Mario Maker. Yep. Um, very simple computers, but computers no less. Um, so, like, it's 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 capable of doing a whole bunch of things, and like the amount of possibilities you have is endless in terms of how you can make a level, which is fantastic. Um, so, if you were to add the Z axis into that, I think the world would explode. <laughs> Well, at least the world will explode for people who don't understand how to actually program things on a Z-axis. <laughs> Which is probably going to be most of the people playing Mario Maker, let's be honest. I still yeah. think my favorite thing about Mario Maker, though, is it's... You still... And one... All right, you know what, actually, before I say any of that, one, I'm glad comments are back, and now have you seen the full-page stamps? Yes. Oh, they're so cool. <laughs> um... And being an artistable is back. Um, you can actually change button layout now, which is cool. Um, which I'm is not digging you. the way the UI works. And at least when you're playing it docked on the TV to build a level, it's much easier to build in tablet mode. But I would probably recommend getting a, a stylus if you're going to play it in tablet mode and build a level on it. Because otherwise your screen's going to get all smudged up. Right. And I think, too, just, like, that's going to be, like, the one downside, because I know with at least Mario Maker on the Wii U, you had the Wii U tablet, but then you also still saw it on the screen. Yeah. So you got, like, a big picture. So I think, like, that's, like, the one big sacrifice you're making with Mario Maker 2. But you get slopes. 
You get some nice cool additions like slopes, the Koopa, the Koopa Troopa buggy, and the angry on boom booms. Lava. Lava, lava and water and levels. Lava. Yeah, water levels rising and falling. Um, vertical scrolls on levels. A bunch of cool yeah. new stuff in it. I am disappointed that, you know, like the Wii U was perfect because, yeah, I could see the whole level up there as I did it to see the vast scale. Whereas on this one, I have to zoom out to do that and then zoom back in because you can't place anything on that zoomed out freaking view. Right. It's got to be block by block. So it's a lot of zoom in, zoom out, zoom in, zoom out. Yeah, that's where my levels are. That's where I'm having some issues with levels and why it's taking me so long to build them in this one. Because well, Wii U, some of these levels that I've done, I've knocked out real quick. Well, I mean, it kind of works out because you're only allowed to upload 32 levels. Eh. Are you going to build so, 32 levels to upload to Mario Maker? Be honest. I mean, I'm not going to. I'm probably going to just take my hand at making one level and call it a day. I'm not a builder. I'm a player. I don't think 32 levels is a problem. That's a lot of Mario. That's as many as in as in an actual Mario game. But I mean, they I, had like creators that would pump out a whole bunch. Like I was reading this article from Nintendo Life, and there were some uh, creators that were able to share like a hundred courses. And what they know, get for that? They don't. You don't get anything out of it. And if you're really that worried, take courses down and put new ones up. Rotate them out. Have a back catalog and like a hit, the greatest hits collection comes out at some point. I wish they would have uploaded and let you be able to play all the Mario Maker 1 levels that people made. Right. And just have that transfer over because all of those mechanics are still there. Exactly. But, but I love Mario Maker. In fact, I've been sitting here <laughs> evening, um, in tablet mode. I actually plugged it in before we started recording this so it could charge up because I've been playing it today at that point. Um, I'm just building levels. It's just it's a fun thing to do. Is just sit down and build and work the mechanics. And I'm taking a whole new approach to building a level in this one that I did in Mario Maker 1. Very nice. Which is precision platforming first enemies get added in afterward to either help or hinder. And that's kind of how I'm doing it. It's going to be fun for me to try to play because precision yeah, platforming I have is it. not I have my thing. The first jump in the first level I made, you have to land. If you don't hit the block at the right spot to jump, you will not make the jump. Yay! Like, you have to be pixel perfect on that spot to do it. So you're trying to just kill me, aren't you? I'm sorry, have you played the completionist level? No. I mean, yes, I have, and then I quit after, like... How far did you get? I was able to wall jump once. I didn't even go that way. I went down the bottom. Oh, there's a bottom way? Yeah, and there's turtles, but you can't touch the ground. I know. That's, like, the whole, like, level clear stipulation. Which yeah, I think is also a, a cool thing. There's a thing of turtles across the ground that I used to go across and try to jump on. And then there's the wall jumps up that people are doing. So it kind of depends. I don't, I think it's cool the different clear conditions they've added this time too. Like I did a level earlier where I had to collect 400 coins to leave. I did one where I had to kill like 72 Koopas. I did one where I had to collect like one coin. Yeah, one and coin. Like, is it, was it, can I spare, can you spare a coin or something? Brother, uh, can you spare a coin, brother? Coin? Yeah. And I you have to one. go find that one. You have to go through that whole level to find one coin and it trolls you so much. Yeah, yep, I played that like, one. Look at all these coins here. Look at all these coins here. And I'm just like, ah. Yeah, I've, I, <laughs> I played that one. There's not many levels up yet. Um, I bought it the night. Actually, I pre-installed I pre it the night it came out because I, I ordered it from the eShop that, like, I think an hour or two before it released. And I did... And I did the same thing as well. It's only a two gig just, file. I mean, it is 60 bucks, but it's a 60 bucks well spent. Trust me. Oh, yeah, because you get more than your money's worth of the Mario Maker game. Because, again, the possibilities are endless. Well, it's it's almost like, I mean, I still would fire up Mario Maker 1 and play it. Because the possibilities, it's a game with endless replay value. 
And people are always going to upload. If you don't want to play a game, you can always make one. No, like everyone will upload at least as long as the Switch is alive. <laughs> that Wii U shop did kind of start going down after a while, especially after the announcement of Mario Maker 2, and I bet it's killed now. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's like, if you don't have a Switch, hey, what you doing? Come on, man. Wah, hey. I'm sorry, I watched a bunch of GDQ this week, and they had a Banjo-Kazooie speedrun, and we were making Banjo noise stream. <laughs> Even I was sitting here at home doing the challenge of ah, 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 woo, the whole time. <laughs> or, you know, the Banjo-Baha. So. Goodness. Speaking of, GDQ ended yesterday, um, or Saturday, Sunday morning, with a six-hour Chrono Trigger stream. Oh my god. Um... When I saw it last, I think it was at 1.2 million they raised. Jeez. Um, how many, so many did they... Let me see if I can find how much they raised. I don't know if I have the full... The full I don't. Um, yeah, they usually break a million on it. But they had a bunch of cool games that they played. But the yeah, it was a glitchless one hundred percent playthrough. They had to complete it. Um, that game oh, started goodness. playing it at seven forty at seven twenty five p.m. They did that in five hours and forty one minutes. That's insane. And then the finale hit at one thirty five in the morning. That's crazy. You know what I will say too is like gamers get such a bad rap. For so many things, like people blame them on YouTube for like ruining YouTube, being so violent, but they get like the short end of the stick always. But they do a lot of good. Like all the major gamers always like crazy charity streams and they always raise so much money and it just gets like lost over and it makes me so mad. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They raised whoa. $3 million. Hold, that's so much money. June what were they, 23rd uh, to 30th, 2019, $3,006,667. That was the first event to raise over $3 million, the fastest to reach a million, and the first time an all-donation record was set. It was an all-time donation record set. Holy shit. That's impressive and amazing. What, uh, what were they donating to? Doctors Without Borders. Oh, that's a great cause, too. That is absolutely incredible. So shout out to them for being the saint of the day. Three million dollars. This is the speedrun community of gaming. I don't care what anyone says. If you say games do bad things, keep this in mind. In the last, this year alone, GDQ has raised five million four hundred and four hundred and thirty-one. Well, four point four million dollars, roughly, because there's a lot more numbers on the math right now. Four point four million dollars this year alone, and three million of that just came from their last stream. Three million of that goes to Doctors Without Border. Two point four million is going to the Prevent Cancer Foundation. See, both great causes. Like, and I mean, I just it makes me so mad because they don't get like that's not going to be like a lead story on the news of like anywhere. So we just get to we get to talk about them here and let them know we appreciate their the pure next awesomeness. GDQ the next GDQ event is GDQ Express. It will be held September 27th, the 28th, and 29th in San Diego during TwitchCon. Ooh, fun times, fun times. Just so you know, they also did do um, Harvey. Like, GDQ's done a lot of good work over the years. Like, when Harvey hit Houston, they did Harvey Relief done quick and raised $229,000 for the Houston Food Bank in two days. Yeah, that's a lot of money in two days, and I'm sure it changed so many lives here. Because this is this is the speedrun community, and people don't talk in 
about the good of games. So shout out to GDQ for everything that they're doing. Yep, they are. They are awesome. Awesome shout out of the day because by golly, that's absolutely fantastic. Well, I think we're out of segments. That makes it. That means that it's time for my favorite part of the day. Yeah, it is. It's time where I get to shit talk about someone stupid in the world. <laughs> so, our PSA of the day. What you got? Oh, I thought you were doing the PSA. Oh, I can do the PSA. Yeah, I thought this was yeah. your thing. Like, I thought the PSA was... Okay, it, it, it really is my thing. It's like my favorite. Because think about it. I close it off episode... When I close off an episode, I just close it off and end the recording. I don't do a PSA. That's true. That's, That's true. You. So, our PSA of the day. A guy checks a single can of beer after airline told him he couldn't board with it. So, <laughs> we all... We all know the rules of the TSA. You can't have over, you know, 100 milliliters of any type of fluid or you have to throw it away or you have to check it. Um, But we all know how much flying sucks. So why wouldn't you want to have like a can of beer to accompany you on a flight where you're stuck with, you know, 100 or so people all crammed like sardines into a giant flying bird in the sky for, you know, a couple hours? And as someone that used to work in the airport and had to do with TSA every single day, I appreciate this man. So they actually, so he just checked the single beer. I hope he didn't open it immediately afterwards. I would hope not, but I guarantee it was cold when it came down. Oh, yeah. It, it has like a full frost, and they actually got like video of the beer on the. Uh, on the turnstile pickup for <laughs> for the bags. And it was just chilling. And I'm surprised also that no one took it. <laughs> right. So I'm just gonna say it. Fuck the TSA. Yep. Fuck the TSA. I I commend this man for making them do more work. I personally would have just, out of spite, chugged that entire beer down to what their acceptable lo- lo- layer uh, um, amount was and poured it into a clear container for them to pass through the thing. And I would have held up that line and made them all hate their lives. Because fuck the TSA. Yep, I think that's the best way to wrap up our PSA of the day. Fuck yeah, the PSA, TSA. fuck the TSA. <laughs> <laughs>